Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. And today, we're going to press play on some special throwback clips. This episode, though, it's our last episode of the year, which means... Mm -hmm. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> 2020 is almost over, though. That's the Yay! upside. That Hallelujah. <laughs> Great news. Love to see it. <laughs> and so to help us close out this year in style and humor and grace we are joined by our very first guest give it up right, for comedian go. author and actress we know her as the emmy and naacp image award winning work on the real it's lonnie love hello what's up scott Murray? How are you feeling today, Lonnie? You look great. Well, thank you. And you you ladies and gentlemen look fabulous, too. I was just thinking about what you said, Scott, about how we can't wait to get out of 2020. So I'm like, 2020 has been... <laughs> you know? But it's a bittersweet year, okay? And, I, and that's why I'm glad you guys invited me on, because I want to talk about this stuff, to get it out the way, and then we can move on. Yes. You know? And, and like, don't get me wrong, there have been some beautiful moments in yeah. in the madness but mm -hmm. i will take a 2021 today if i could you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got that right i mean think oh. about think about in january 1st 2020 your what were your plans like this this is gonna be the year i travel i got seven books i'm gonna read <laughs> and everything i want it's my year right or was it just me no it wasn't just you Lonnie, what were you trying to do at the start of 2020? Because I know I didn't do any of it. I just slept and cried. Well, you know what? The start of, I always take a trip every year. And so mm -hmm. this, uh, the in December of, uh, what was it? Was it? 2019? I, I, yes, 2019. <laughs> Woo, no. Won't be long, Scott. And then, you know, I was in, I, I went to Italy. So, you know, I started off in Italy. Then I went to Paris. And so when January 1st came, I said, oh, 2020 is to 220s? It's about vision. It's about, right. you know how all the people, <laughs> yes, this, this is the vision and this is going to be it. And this is, and, and I'm going to get that show. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a live tour. I'm getting, 
Woo. Woo. Know. Listen. <laughs> two months, two good months. And then after that, that's it. Good. And was what was crazy, I was at the the Oprah 2020. Zuri and I both right. were at the, the Oprah 2020 tour talking about this is vision made clear. I can see it. Vision is crystal clear. <laughs> what we didn't see was that ass wasn't getting up off the couch for a right. whole calendar Ooh. 12. And so just a couple, just a couple, really, I think it was a week or so later, later that week, we would then go on this kind of COVID-19 shutdown. And I remember, and it was like, in our house, we knew that it was for real because at that point, the toilet paper was going at stores. Right. And we were like, why is there no toilet paper? That's really strange. Mm. And then Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson right. tested mm. positive for COVID-19. And it was like, hold on. Right? <laughs> Tell story. Not Woody. Not, not Buzz. No, not not Woody. Woody guy. And then Idris Elba <laughs> tested positive. And I was like, hold up. Not, not the cutie. Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. It was really crazy. And and I think that we were not fully prepared because as a country, we always been able to fight off these, you know, we fought off SARS. Mm -hmm. We fought off H1N1. We fought off the, the big swine or whatever that was. The, the, the Ebola. Flu. We, Ebola, yeah. So we was thinking, oh, it'd be, nah, we'd be all right. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I got to say, even with everything that happened in 2020, you know, a lot of, not a lot of highs, honestly, mostly lows, <laughs> but there were a couple of <laughs> highs. I'm curious to know from each of you, Scott and Lonnie, what were the highs in your opinion, whether it was personally in your life, whether it was a pop culture moment, something good in the news that gave you a little bit of hope, something to cling to until the next thing to cling to, anything good? Mm, I don't know. That's a hard question, Zuri. <laughs> that's, that's a tricky one. <laughs> Well, we was breathing. That's that's my first thing. But Scott, what was you? Amen. We'll take it. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say personally in my own life. This is like not in with any sort of like um, grand scheme of things, but like a small win for me is that I've I've been working for the last several years to be to get in a position to be able to own a home, mm. and this year I finally met my goal. Mm. Um, to be able to own a home. And I think part of that was because I couldn't go nowhere to spend no money. <laughs> you just couldn't do nothing but stack the cash. <laughs> couldn't, yeah, couldn't do nothing but save. Man, I tried, I walked past the mango cart and was like, let me get two, three, four, five of them. I would say 50 mangoes, please. Yeah. <laughs> the way I've been I, saving. Because the way I've been saving, I got a little bit of... Okay. Right, yeah. right. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Lonnie? I think if I had to find something good personally is that I quarantined for the first time with my boyfriend uh -huh. and we're still together. I didn't drive him crazy. He didn't <laughs> drive me crazy because you know a lot of people didn't make it through them quarantines. Right. They had to be together. So no. I would have to say that was that was the one for me. How about you, Zuri? I love that. And a quarantine relationships went one of two ways. People either came out of this broken up or with a baby. Now, hold on. Hold on, sorry. I ain't got no baby. <laughs> not yet? Nothing, no news you want to break? No, no. We go. Not, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I got you, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, man, for me, what was the biggest thing? You know what? For me, this the stop down, the lockdown, in a weird way, it gave me permission to just be still and to rest. 
and it was rest that I wouldn't have taken otherwise. And so it allowed me to sit with myself and really reevaluate. What do I want? What lights me up? What are my core values? Is everything in alignment? Because I've got the time to think about that right now. So I look at that time as a gift because now once we get this time back going into 2021, I've got, I've got clarity. So that 2020 vision I thought I had at the start of the year, I didn't even have it like I thought I did, but this okay. year gave me more clarity. So hopefully once we get back into action, you know, I can apply the lessons, but right now right. I'm just sitting on them, waiting, <laughs> waiting Listen. to take this mask off. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. at least you, at least you got the, the, the blessing in that. Yes. It's funny, Lonnie, you were talking about uh, the, the, some of the good things. I think Zuri, you also said that the babies too, right? Like if you didn't break up, you had babies. I totally forgot. Don't clown me. Okay. I totally forgot that Nicki Minaj had a baby. Yes. Right. Yes. I forgot. I didn't. Cause you know what happened. You heard, you know what happened with me? I was so excited. I saw that she had a baby. And I went on Twitter. And so I could have sworn I saw she had a baby boy. So I said, <laughs> oh, Nikki, because, you know, she's been on my show and everything. I said, oh, Nikki, congratulations on your baby boy. Auntie Lani can't wait to meet him. And then, you know, you 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 you, you send your tweet and you walk away. <laughs> you walk away. Yeah, yeah. I send a tweet, then I walk away. You know, like, it's like, oh, you know. And I come back and I got all this, like, it's a blog, like, Lonnie reveals Nicki Minaj's baby's gender. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, I didn't. No, I did not. And it was like, and then all her fans was like, you told, you weren't supposed to tell. And I was like, oh my God. First of all, I was, then I got. I said, they think I know Nikki that close. Right. And right. she would tell me. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I immediately took it down. I apologize. I said, you guys, I thought I saw. I thought I saw that she had a boy. We don't know what the gender is, but she had a she had a baby. And we just happy. <laughs> I went on my TV show. I apologize. I did the apology for her. I know that's right. that. You know what I'm saying? You said, for all I know, she had a noodle. But I just no, wanted no. to say congratulations. Congratulations. That was it. So, yeah. So. Oh, my God. That is funny. Yeah, she had a baby. So, and it turned out to be a boy. It turned out to be a boy. So, you called that. You called, you called it. it. Mm, mm, mm. A lot, lot so of a little pandemic babies. Um, Enrique Iglesias and Anna, is it Kornikovich? What's their last name? Kornikova. Yeah, they had Kova. their baby. I know Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik. Gigi was giving us all those pregnancy oh. looks. Okay, now I'm going to be gorgeous. honest with you. That one hurt me. Why? Really? I don't know. That one, that one hurt. You know, you, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if y'all know this, but for my 21st birthday, Oh, I flew with the Victoria's Secret models on the private plane from New oh. York to Paris. Okay. Ooh, okay, Paris. That's how I spent my 30th birthday. So we have, I have like a connection to Gigi for some reason. Uh-huh. And to Bella. Uh-huh. And I just feel like, you know, they were waiting for maybe for me. I felt like maybe <laughs> like in some in some part of our life, like in some future together, we would be able to make that work. Okay, and you so, was gonna be with both the sisters? That was the plan, Gigi and Bella. It's called it. Sister Wives is a show, ain't it? Sister Wives is a show. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You made a pack up for you, Tom. I'm not a pioneer there. You better oh get your Salt Lake City on. <laughs> Listen. Go ahead. It could be possible, Scott. Yeah, right. Put yeah, your new house. 2020. Put your vision out there. Put your. That's right. <laughs> Put the, put the both sisters in the house. Okay. <laughs> but no, so G, like I, when seeing that she was pregnant with Zane, I don't know that I just Hurt thought your feelings a little bit. 
it hurt my feelings a little hurt bit. A little bit. And I'm happy for them. It was supposed to do. <laughs> it's supposed to make you stop and come right. back to reality. Brush <laughs> <laughs> you all the way. Lonnie said, "Back down to earth." Come on, back down. Come. <laughs> Got a baby, you know. You know you, who else had a baby? Um, Scott. Um, in, in Zuri. Um, it was uh, Sierra and yes. uh, Russell Wilson, yes. and named the baby boy Win. I thought mm. that was so. You know, I mean, it goes with him being a football player. Yep. being this wonderful artist and I just and I just love their family they, they, mm-hmm. their yeah. whole family is like really really cool so that was another one of the and she just looks fabulous I hate her sometimes <laughs> she's just so stunning just gorgeous and sweet like and she, she even really, had a baby and then the 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 time together I think also brought some couples together in a way maybe they had intended to or and I think in some ways it certainly put some things on a uh like a fast track, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're spending all this time. He was like, wait, wait, we're, this is actually working for us. Let's go ahead and get married. Let's go ahead and get married. I remember seeing this, and I was actually kind of upset with her. I told her uh, in the DMs, <laughs> Niecy oh. Nash. Oh. I had Niecy on an interview two days before <laughs> the photos were released. Now, I don't know when the ceremony was, but two days, and I said, you know, 2020 has been uh, 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 done a number on us, you know, and and our love lives. She was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as quiet as can be. Didn't say nothing <laughs> about me while I'm getting married. <laughs> I texted her, just, I said. She just can't, I was like, wait, what? I was, I was like, <laughs> Come again. Zooming in, zooming into the pictures like, hold up. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, everybody talking about DC. DC got married, DC got, oh, oh, who's she? Wait, oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was so good. It was, it was so, so good. good. Yeah. I'm so happy for it was her. Beautiful. Yeah, I sent her a message. I said, now listen, I'm happy for you, but I'm mad for me. <laughs> and not in the same way as Gigi Hadid. I'm mad. We had a whole conversation about relationships. Right. And you said, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she was keeping it. But then we also had we also had some some big breakups. Some big breakups. One mm-hmm. I did not see coming um, Kelly Clarkson and her husband, Brandon Blackstock. Oh, yes, yeah. I did not see that one. No, you know what I didn't see? Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. Wild, I, yeah. thought they was, they were, I thought they was married. They been, so did I. How long were they engaged, by the seven way? Seven years, seven. Wow, that one surprised like, me too. Cause I thought they wait. were in a whole marriage that entire time. Uh-huh. They're in my they're in my marriage category. They're not married. No, they were apparently engaged. they were engaged that entire time. Seven years. The, I'm gonna tell you though, this was a year I feel like we lost more icons, more oh. people that we love than years than I can remember before. And I mean, yeah. like some major players, people who we've all looked up to, worked with, uh, cared about. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alex Trebek was just a phenomenal, you know, we all love him from Jeopardy. And you know what, guys, I would actually go to the daytime Emmys early, hoping that I would get to see him. I'd <laughs> like yeah. see really? him in the back. Yep. Yeah. And I finally got to see him Did you? Um, this, this, this last time. And we wow. took a picture and just the nicest man, just the nicest, nicest man. Wow. Um, and just hate to see him go. But he had a lovely life and he'll be remembered, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think the big surprise 
of course, was Chadwick Bozeman. Right. Yeah. Um, that hurt me to my because nobody knew. Mm. Nobody knew he was sick. Mm. I mean, and to be able to 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 be able to hold that and to do all the movies that he did. He did mm -hmm. Marshall. He did, you know, of course, Black Panther. He did uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson story. 21 Bridges, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. He was just a phenomenal actor, but I think we were all shocked because we didn't know. And we felt right. like we wish we could have given him more love, you know? Yeah. But I think he got the love. I was yeah. just talking to Viola Davis, who was in uh, Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the last film that Chadwick did, produced by Denzel Washington. And she talked about how strong of a person he must have been. Like, we know the strength that we saw of him, but how much stronger he must have been because he did that in secret. He did. He mm -hmm. held on to that, was his own burden, right? He, did, he didn't allow any of us and I say us, but but any of uh, the cast, his cast members, his coworkers, his friends, to carry that for him or with him, he he really carried the weight of that on his own. And mm -hmm. so, to to think about the the kind of work that if you guys haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom yet, I highly recommend it. There's a there's an exchange he has with um, another character in the movie Cutler, I believe his name is where he challenges God and how can God exist if this pain that I have felt, this trauma that I have gone through and the pain that I see others go through, how can your God exist and be a just God if he doesn't help us through these, if he doesn't remove these from our lives and he, he has the kind of exchange that changed the entire set. Every cast member I talked to said, we couldn't go on they all broke down, they all huddled around him and some didn't even know why they were crying, but they just knew that the space mm -hmm. had changed in such a way. Um, and so to know that he was fighting that battle even then, right. because none of them even knew. Right, right. None yeah, of them I even knew. That was, that was a, a, a sad moment for sure to realize and to still live with that. And the fact that you're right, that he the gifts that keep on giving from Chadwick, right? The fact that he created, continued to create, even in spite of that, that was something to leave behind for us. That's his legacy for us to enjoy. I think of legacy, I think of Kobe, right? right. The start of the year, Kobe oh. Bryant, his daughter, Gigi, those nine souls lost in that accident. I mean, the frailty of life, how fragile life is, it messed me up. It stuck with me for months. And so to see the strength that Vanessa and, and her girls have had since then has just been beautiful and, and bittersweet and so inspirational to witness because God, they're, go they're going through so much and yet they've been so generous with the man who was the center of their life. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and people don't understand because we have to report on it. Yeah. And it's so hard when it's something like that, that's shocking right. to have to find the right tone and, and mm -hmm. find the right way to say it. And to, you know, even, even when he's not even buried yet, how do you, mm -hmm. you know, you know right. that his family is watching and things like that. It really is a true testament to, to journalism and, and professionalism and, and being a reporter, being able to, to, to give the news out to the country. So yeah. I have to applaud you all because you all did an excellent job. You know, another person that I think about that we really lost and made a big impact was RBG, um, yes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm. And it's just for what she did, 
she hung on. She right. was trying to. She, she had work to do. She really yes. was. Yeah. I'm, I'm Ruth, when I remember exactly where I was when the news alert hit, and I just was like, "Damn." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. And the other one that hit me like that was James Lipton. Mm. Oh. I mean, inside the actor studio was yeah. one of the reasons why I think I'm in the entertainment business. Yeah. Because I wanted you know, when when people talked about that exchange with him and in front of those students, they every single one of them talk about how great of an experience it was and how incredible of an interviewer he is. And at one point, he was just reading off the cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how, how can iconic. you have that kind of impact doing what you do? Because he was from Detroit. That was my <laughs> hey, boy. there we go. So, there you we know, go. that was like, I, I met him. I did this comedy festival years ago in Aspen. And um, and I met the great James Lipton. I was freaking out. And he's like, where are you from? I said, Detroit. He said, I'm Detroit. And, and we were just <laughs> the best that whole weekend. Just, you know, he was just a wonderful man. And he also shows what you can take you know, because he loved acting. He loved the art of acting. And and the school that, you know, he was at, you know, it gave us um, Bradley Cooper. Uh-huh. It gave us a lot of great actors. But he also brought in the great actors to help the students. So mm-hmm. Lipton was really one. That was just a shocking one to, for yeah. me. Yeah. Man, man. We lost, we lost a lot of greats this year. Their legacy certainly live on. How about, <clears throat> how about we go ahead and lighten the mood just a little bit? We're going right. to... Focus on some of the things that this year gave us that that in spite of it all gave a, a laugh or a chuckle. The Tiger King <laughs> being, being, being one of the biggest ones. Y'all remember? Okay, so this was like peak start of pandemic when we all thought we were going to be in the house for like two weeks. We were two like, oh, weeks. shut down. Like, okay, I'll just like rest and hop back in the game in 14 days. Absolutely not. Little did we know. But in the middle of all of that came the Tiger King on Netflix. Did you guys, did you both binge it when it first came out or did you have to kind of warm up to, to getting into the series? Lonnie, you go. Lonnie. I, I, I watched it because everybody was, t- I was bored and you yeah. do, you know, and every, you know, I, you know, yeah. I don't, it's like, what's the time? Yeah. I was like, like, I, I guess. This. Yeah. Right, and so I right. looked at it and I was like, what is going on? These people, <laughs> what is, what is happening? <laughs> Wait, what so what did happening? you think of it? Were you hooked or were you like, why is this why is this what the world is obsessed with? You know, I yeah. feel a different way about animals. And so it was a lot mm. going on. I didn't know about the competition. I didn't know about these farms. I'm like, where are they getting this money for this, for to hold all these For all the cats. And, you know, I, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. What about you, Scott? I just okay. <laughs> so I have a confession. Okay, confess. You know, we have press accounts for Netflix. And so right. we get series sometimes before they're released in case we want to talk about it on the show or that kind of thing. So I watched the first two episodes of Tiger King probably a week or two before quarantine on accident. It was one, a thing I put on. And, you know, I will sometimes put shows on and then fall asleep. I guess it mm-hmm. helps me not think about other stuff so I can fall asleep. Okay. I just remember by the time everybody else had caught up to watching Tiger King, I was like, I am overwhelmed. <laughs> by the King of the Tigers. You could have warned us, Scott. You I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> and then you've got like the debate swirling around Carol. Carol Baskin. And her history. You're um, talking about the fact that the people said that she killed her husband and fed him to the yeah. Tigers? 
Thank you for being so hyper specific. I wasn't going to say it, but yes, that's exactly what I'm I believe about. there's an investigation reopened. There really yeah. might be. The, the, the craziest part about all of this is she really rose to fame more than anybody else. Like that was not the end of Carol Baskin. That was the start of it. I want to dig into the vault right now to an interview that I did with Carol this year um, because she became this massive household name after Tiger King. She was on Dancing with the Stars. So listen to what she had to say about getting that invitation and her approach to the show. So first of all, Carol, congratulations on joining Dancing with the Stars. Uh, did you ever in a million years think this is where you would be in 2020? 2020 has been full of surprises, so who knows? You know, of all of the surprising things in 2020, for me, this is probably the most surprising. Yeah. Um, when you first got the call, when it first started to come together, what were your thoughts? Was there any hesitation? Oh my gosh, I don't know how to dance. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. I am the best dancer. Like, how were you feeling about signing on? You know, when I got the call, I, I don't watch television, so I didn't know the show. And when they said they wanted me to be on Dancing with the Stars, I thought, wow, I wonder what star they'll put me with. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I, you gotta love that humility though, right? Because you know, you're like, one of the biggest names right now. After the past six months, how happy are you to finally be able to be on Dancing with the Stars and let us all get to know you and who you really are? You know, the biggest thing that I felt like Tiger King missed was the focus necessary on the animals and their suffering. And so I'm really hoping that Dancing with the Stars will keep the plight of the big cats right there in the spotlight throughout the entire season for as long as I can stay in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that that is something that you're so committed to pushing forward while you're on the show, the importance of, of these big cats and keeping them safe. What do you hope that America learns about you through this process? What would you want us to know? You know, I really am a one trick pony. It's like that has been my focus since 1992. Yeah. Just hasn't been anything else that I have care that people get is except that these cats don't belong in cages. Okay, so she lasted for three weeks, three weeks on Dancing with the Stars. And I'm actually really excited because uh, Kate McFinn, who is just hilarious, and such a talent, she is about to play Carol in a scripted version of Tiger King for NBC. Wow. Which is just, right, blowing my mind that that's even Wait, happening. for NBC? And yes, our network, friend. <laughs> they must be on NBC acting up. <laughs> Listen, I got an audition. I got an audition. What you Anybody. Anybody. One of the tigers. I'll be in the back like this. You know what? <laughs> Something. I got to be in it. I got to be in it. Okay. I want to go back just a couple months. Do y'all remember the primetime Emmys? When Shit's Creek won everything that ever existed. I've I've dubbed it actually the shit show. The shit show. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I don't know if I can say that on this podcast, but I just you do, can. I just do, do believe it. that like it was for the first half hour, every single award, with mm -hmm. the exception of one, I think, because it wasn't in the comedy category, went to Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shit's Creek. Yeah. It, it Were was you funny because they was trying to act like they wasn't surprised. Oh, right. Us again? Exactly. <laughs> I was like,
like, excuse me, sir, ma'am, y'all are all in one big ass group party for a reason. Y'all clearly got the memo that you were about to sweep the Emmys tonight. <laughs> Otherwise, y'all wouldn't have thrown this little pandemic party. So exactly. Just take exactly. your trophies and be happy. I love the show though. So I do think it was deserved. It's an amazing show. <laughs> were you a fan of the show before some of the award show buzz in its final season, or were you watching before that? I I was late to the party, but it was before all of the, the award season buzz. My best friend put me on. I was visiting her in El Paso in Texas. And so we just, we didn't have anything to do. It was in the middle of a shutdown and we were in El Paso. So but do you good. have a favorite rose? Do you have a, is there one of these, this, this I like um david so the the brother he uses dresses in the all black and white um i love the love story between him and his partner there so the guy that he's dating is someone who's just coming out and like coming to terms with his sexuality and i mean at this point i don't know if spoil i won't give anything away but there's a wedding at the end and there are a couple couples that it could be and i just love oh. seeing that relationship because it's just so normalized and cute. Like they're not trying to make any points with it. They're not right. trying to like drive home any extraness. It's just two people in love. So I really love that. And then it's just funny, man. Like the, the dry humor, the sarcasm, the self-awareness, they're just making fun of rich people, which is something I think yes. <laughs> we all need right now, right? And we live in the pandemic. So I'm it now. You'll like it, you'll like it. Okay, well then listen to this clip from 2018, uh, Access actually sat down with Dan and his father, Eugene, and talked to them about what it's like to be working together, describing their working relationship. Take a listen. Dan, did you always want to follow in your dad's footsteps? Was acting always something you wanted to do and producing, directing? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd always wanted to, to act. I ended mm. up hosting television for about eight years, which was a bit of a sidetrack. and. I was with MTV for a while, which was really fun. And then when that ended, I, you know, came to Los Angeles and thought about television and writing something and ended up coming up with an idea that I eventually brought to my dad. Yeah. And here we are, which is the most surreal experience, if I, if I do say so myself. And you guys are in deep already. You're five seasons in, over 50 <laughs> shows. So you're the showrunner. Yeah. What's yeah. it like producing dad and directing dad and telling Just him, I need torture. more of this from Absolute you. Absolute mayhem. <laughs> no, it's been great. It's been really, really good. I, uh, what's listen, your I, take on it, Eugene? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm at an eight, you know, we, with the, the show actually, so wonderful experience putting it together with Dan. And then we started the show. We, we worked together kind of doing it. And then I realized very early on, he is more than capable of actually taking the brunt of the work here. Okay. And that would free up a little time for me, which is <laughs> yeah. wonderful, you know, a bit more time on the golf course. So, mm -hmm. uh, no, he's Good been doing plan. a great job on the show, really uh, fantastic, and it's fun watching him work. I'm really quite, quite proud of this young lad Aww. here. You know, they're a good, they're a really good team. Um, mm -hmm. I remember not this past uh, Emmys, but before, they did a little opening number and people loved it. And they kept saying, you know, Dan and, and Eugene, they should, they should, you know, host. And so when this one came, um, the 2020 Primetime Emmys, they opened it again and everybody kind of, you know, they did like a little shtick. And it was like, people just loved it. So it's just, they're a really good team. And um, 
I have to give Dan credit because even though he was winning all of the awards, <laughs> he did shout out Issa Rae yes, um, and, and her writing team. And I think that that was just, you know, that made me just look differently at him as like, you know, this is just not my moment. This is for, mm-hmm. you know, all the writers out there and all the young writers at that. So I, yeah. I really appreciated that coming from him. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you how hard I was rooting for Issa Rae and Insecure same uh, like it with this season that this last season the last two minutes of the season <laughs> i'm still mad about well insecure dope shit's creek dope before we wrap up we are coming to the end of our special year review episode but we cannot talk about 2020 and all of the things that happened until we talk about the royals y'all because the biggest piece of news was of course when prince harry and Meghan markle gave up their titles stepped back from the royal family and moved to california they are up the street in montecito <laughs> permanently mm-hmm. This was a huge deal. And who better to help us break it down than our resident Royals expert? We have Charlie Langston. So we're going to get into it. But first, let's just go ahead and listen to what she had to say about that massive shakeup. I think Meghan and Harry both wanted to leave. I don't think you can make a decision like that without both members of a relationship being behind it, you know, 90%, even if they're not behind it 100%. Now, my understanding and from what I've heard from sources is that Megan was incredibly keen to find a little bit more freedom, which, you know, moving into the royal family and living that lifestyle, I don't think anyone could ever truly prepare themselves for the lifestyle changes that you have to make when you become a member of the royal family. So when you couple Megan's kind of discomfort with the restraints that were put on her when she became a royal, mixed with Harry's ongoing resentment and frustration with just how much his private life was put into the spotlight, I think it made for a perfect storm. And I think the two of them may well have had very different reasons for wanting to step back from the royal family and also move over here to the US. But I don't think for a second that Harry was the one driving the ship and Meghan was just along for the ride. I think the two of them came to the conclusion together. They really did mastermind a plan to make their move away so that it would be very clean and very efficient. And that's not something that you can do unless two people are both in it. It takes two to tango, as they say, and I think both of them were taking part in this dance. I feel like Megan was getting such a bad rap after that. Like, oh, she took him. She dragged him from the UK. Like this grown man could be dragged anywhere without his consent and i mean he's been so honest and open prince harry about the fact that that it was a tough life it's a tough position to be in growing up under the 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 watchful eye of an entire nation being picked apart the critique that comes with that and so i agree with her i think it very much felt like two people who were like if it has to be us against the world it will be but who doesn't want to feel like that in their partnership, their relationship? I want to know that no matter what happens, it's you and me potentially against the world. And it wasn't even the world so much as it was the tabloids, the yeah, negativity, they, they the haters. Megs it. Yeah. They called it Megs it. Right. Like just they put it, it on her. On her. And yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, when, she, when they made it to Tyler Perry's house in, in Beverly Hills, allegedly, Allegedly. I was like this. 
Slow clap. Slow clap. <laughs> well done. Well done. I actually text Tyler. I said, I know they at your house. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I know they in there. <laughs> I'm just happy that they decided to make a move because I've been watching The Crown. And, um, right? Listen. I, I think he he's like, nah, I'm good on y'all. I'm not going to be king right. no way. So let me, you know, every time right. I have a baby, he, can, he keeps getting knocked down. So right. he was just like, why don't we just go to America? Go see Tyler Perry and Oprah and Serena. Right. Ellen DeGeneres so, up the street. They listen, see that. Yes. They, he left the, the, the monarchy to become American royalty. Like, That's you know really what I'm it. And they have this deal. They got this this deal with Netflix, this huge Ooh, deal. Huge. So, you know, they're making, they're going to make their money on their own. They're not going to keep depending on, you know, the British people so they can, y'all can stop. We're going to get our own money, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I was like, go, good for them. So the queen, she gave them a year and then was like, we're going to come back and we're going to reevaluate this thing. They're going to come back in a year and she's going to see how much money they made and she'll be like, Oh, hold up. Looks like you've got a tax you need no, to pay. Leave them alone. You know, they don't play. They don't play. She, t- she took away Royal Highness. She took away that title. Yeah. So, yeah. And we just call them, we call them Duke. And they can Duke. still be the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Right. Technically that HRH, his Royal Highness, her Royal Highness, they're not allowed to use that publicly. But at this point, I mean... I'm still going to curtsy or whatever it's called. I'm still about to do an awkward bow. Hello, sir, madame. Um, All all they need is Meghan and Harry. It's like Madonna, Beyonce, you know, Beyonce. Like, we don't need What was the Margaret Thatcher in the crown? She said, I've requested an audience with Her Majesty (laughs) the Queen. I just want to do that, like, in front of Tyler Perry's house, just be like, I've requested an audience. (laughs) Audience. (laughs) And, you know, also in other news, I just think that she wanted to have some level of privacy and some control, you know, Mm -hmm. over their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. She um, had mentioned, uh, she released out in the news that she had a miscarriage and she suffered Mm -hmm. one. And it's like, it's things like that that I think everyday people don't realize that if she was still within that family, she wouldn't have control over that. Right. You know what I mean? right. And then so, the feeling of owing an explanation to the public when the last exactly. thing you need to be doing is explaining, you need to be healing and focusing on yourself. So you're so I, right. I agree. As a, this is not, forgive me for being the, the dude who has a comment on this, but I just, I thought how powerful it might be for more women to share that kind of happening in their lives is I, I every I remember my mother has has suffered miscarriages. I know women very close to me have suffered miscarriages, and f- there was always kind of a feeling of like going it alone, like nobody knew and nobody could know, or shame or even guilt. So much stigma around that conversation yeah. for the longest. Yeah. Well, somebody that really, um, really revealed it, and we had to go through it with them was a Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And um, she was documenting, and uh, she didn't know. And and then, of course, you know, she put out on Instagram that she had lost the baby. And initially, she never really revealed it. It was a mistake because Luna, baby Luna, kind of gave it away when they were mm-hmm. doing like an Instagram live. Mm-hmm. And so then that's when she just went on ahead. And then, unfortunately, um, and his name was Jack. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, you know, so, but we all, it's just, it's just, 
you know, you're right, Scott. We have to, you know, understand and discuss that this type of thing happens to women and that women aren't alone. Women shouldn't feel ashamed that it's something that, you know, unfortunately happens that you can bounce back, but we have mm-hmm. to, you know, not make women feel shame about it. We need to, right. you know, and so I have to give a big ups to Megan and to, you know, women like Chrissy Teigen, they, they go ahead and they, they put it out there. Mm-hmm. And right. so many women, it helps so many re- women to relate to it. Yeah. 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 It's, it, I saw John um, maybe last week and before that, I had just seen Chrissy and John on the on hanging out the top of a Land Rover, Range Rover, uh, in in celebration where are you on Sunset Boulevard, where, where on Santa you? Monica. And I showed him the image of them in what was maybe for the first time just bliss, just some good old glee, mm-hmm. you know, and some some optimism. And he was like, man, you captured something we hadn't felt in a really long time. Yeah. yeah. In a really long time. I saw them on a checks box. I was <laughs> grocery shopping the other day. I said, is Wait. that John and Chrissy? Because she makes this uh, checks mix. Oh, and so she, she was okay. always making this checks mix. So yeah. now checks and put her on a box. And I was like, oh, oh my God, God. sitting up there. And I was like, oh, happy as can be. Yeah. <laughs> You know you made it. We are in the check box. The cereal box, that's like the OG Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Listen, this has been this has been such a um pleasure. Such Mm -hmm. uh I I was nervous about what we're gonna do if we do the year review. I don't want to end it on a bad note and be all sad (laughs) and go home and then just drink some wine and go to sleep. I didn't want (laughs) to do that, you know. (laughs) We've been doing that all year. We are different tonight. <laughs> tonight is gonna be different. I'm doing some tequila with some lime. What you Listen, know about? It? I'm gonna get a little whiskey going. Yeah. Bonnie, what yeah. about you? Hit him. Hit him. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. Hit him with that okay. any. Lonnie, thank you so much for coming to be a part of yes. this year in review thank with you. the vault. Thank you. Thank y'all for letting me hang out. I, I appreciate both of y'all, and I wish y'all nothing but the best. We're going to get this 2021 going. Mm, yes. Thank Lonnie, y'all so much. Lonnie, are you writing another book for 2021? I'm, I, yeah, I had time. I had <laughs> time on my hand. And I wrote a couple of books. <laughs> we got <laughs> chapters. Okay? Straight I love up. it. I love it. I love it. It is so good. Listen, to everyone who is listening to this, whether you are with family or friends or riding solo into 2021 we are thinking about you thank you so much for spending your time here with us on the vault Mm -hmm. i will tell you this if there's one thing i do know 2021 ain't gonna be 2020 okay there we go i was like don't say too much scott we learned (laughs) gotta ease into it but i don't know what it's gonna be but it ain't gonna be 2021 we know that for sure Make sure you guys subscribe for more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you next week on The Vault. I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment.
rate, subscribe, and share.